sellers are not just about money. They'll tell you it's about money, but in reality, it's not. So there's a personal relationship. So people buy, people sell to people that they like, trust, and respect. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Gary Boomshine. How you doing, Gary? I am doing great, Joe. Pleasure. I know we've been working for a while to get this set up. Super excited to be on here with your listeners and add a ton of value. Yeah, looking forward to it as well. And a little bit about Gary. He is a Fortune 500 consultant and founder of REI Vault. He founded REI Vault when he realized the only way he could scale his business was to implement rock-solid systems and procedures. He's been investing in real estate since 2004. He has bought and sold more than 300 properties since then. He is based in San Fran, California. So with that being said, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, super excited to do that. So I grew up in a family real estate family. In fact, all of us were sort of forced into real estate. I had a license. I'm 49 years old now. I was forced. Literally two weeks after turning 18, I had a California licensed real estate certificate. And I was commuting back and forth from college, holding open houses, and we were buying rental properties. And I absolutely hated it. I hated being an agent at that particular time. More because if you've ever been in a family business, it was like we were all forced into it. So I ended up going to UC Davis. I got a computer engineering degree, and I went down the technology path. It was awesome. I worked 100-hour weeks and traveled, never saw the light of day. And it was actually 2004, my wife and I, with two small kids, took the massive plunge. I actually look back, I know a lot of your listeners probably know this, but we had two incomes. We left the dual income, a big mortgage. We had a mortgage on our house, literally went solo full-time in real estate. And yeah, 2004, I never looked back. We closed our first house in Bakersfield, California. 2004, I made 181 grand. And that really set us off. So today I bought and sold, as you mentioned, hundreds of houses. I do a lot of wholesaling today. I do a lot of lending and a lot of private lending. I lend to other real estate investors. And one of the things I found, Joe, my background was really on technology. And in this market, a couple of years ago, it was different. It was really easy to find deals in 2009, 2010. It was bank-owned REOs, foreclosure auctions, and HUD properties. Today, it's all off-market which means you got to go direct to the seller. So I came up with a way to do that. And I got together with other smart investors, a bunch of my friends, and we said, hey, instead of us all having to figure out direct mail and build our own phone team and talking to sellers and scheduling appointments, what if we had one shared team? So a couple years ago, I built a company called REI Vault. We've done over 25 million pieces of direct mail. 
we got about 250 in, investors and real estate agents around the country using our shared service, so called REI Vault. So pretty cool, keeps us busy and a lot of fun. So you send out the direct mail on behalf of your client to pay for that mail to be sent? Or is see, I imagine there's more involvement than that. Yeah, if it's agents that are typically also looking for buying properties, maybe they're flipping properties, either wholesaling, fix and flip, maybe they're buying rental properties. If they're going direct to the seller, really the ways to do that would be either work with other wholesalers who are finding the deals or we're doing direct mail and or Facebook ads, pay-per-click, banded signs, et cetera. So I said, hey, instead of everybody having to figure that out, aren't we real estate investors? Why don't we have one team of experts that manage it for us? Instead of having to hire a bunch of people, I have a staff of over 50 people and people plug in as a member of our service. And it's like tapping into a staff of over 50 people for the cost of one. So we charge the equivalent of one VA plus whatever their marketing budget is, and we'll do all the direct mail. Actually, we've got a husband and wife that they're doing $18,000 a month in marketing. And then we've got other people that are doing $1,500 to $2,000 a month. So it's, hey, what's your market? What's the zip codes of the market? And what type of product are you looking for? And then what your budget is. And then our team will actually give the best practice and then manage the whole thing. So what we're really good at, is making the marketing happen and doing the marketing. Number two, all the follow-up systems, because that's key in this market, yes. is as leads come in, being able to automatically follow up via text and voice broadcast. And then lastly, I've got a trained expert phone team. So as the leads come in, we actually even offer the phone team that is working to actually forever to talk to the sellers, pre-screen them, qualify them, and schedule the appointment. So as a real estate investor, we just want to get in front of sellers, right? Yeah. that are ready to go. So I've got a team that makes that happen. And at what point is the lead turned over to a customer of yours? From the very beginning, they see exactly what's happening because we provide a system. So they'll see everything that happens. But ultimately, a lot of our members really just want the appointment. It's like, put me in front of somebody and they've there. been screened. I know hey, I've, they've got a three bedroom, two bath house. It's in this condition. Mm -hmm. This is the price they're looking for. And we call them sales ninjas because a lot of people in this market, you know this joke, you do this every single day, right? At the end of the day, you've got to have somebody on the phone that's really, really good. So a lot of people, they'll get their marketing working, but then they'll hire a Filipino VA for four bucks an hour and then wonder why they're not making any money. It's like really important to have an expert. They're called inside sales agents. So mm -hmm. we have a full staff of people that are managed on performance and really good on the phone. They're scripted. They sound awesome. And we all tap into them at the cost of a fraction of what it would cost of hiring somebody ourselves because we're able to share this group. If they're scripted, but they're managed on performance, that takes away the human element for better or worse, or am I missing something? Well, as leads come in, it's the right words at the right time. So we provide the right words at the right time. There's still the human element. So we're training these people to be really good. So it's the three things. It's typically got to be sharp as a tack, knowledgeable as all heck, and really, really friendly. So that's how we hire and train. But then they are on a script. So as a seller comes in, let's say a seller calls off a postcard, about half of the calls 40 to 50% of all calls that come off of the marketing are hangups. The sellers get nervous. They don't know who you are. So 
ideally, you want to get back to those sellers within 15 minutes. By the way, this is a huge nugget because there's a ton of money off of these hangups. So our team know the exact words, which is, hey, we just missed a call from you. Were you calling about a property that you were thinking of selling or a note that you received in the mail to start the dialogue? And then sometimes the sellers- Because the answer is yes. Yeah. And so it gets them yes. saying yes, right? Right. So we take them through the process. We say, hey, do you have a couple of minutes? I could ask you a few questions. Then I pass this over to a buying specialist who will be able to make an offer and provide more information to you. Mm-hmm. So the right words, but again, it doesn't sound like it's scripted, but you know, in sales, it should mm-hmm. be scripted even as you're building the relationship. So with 250 members, we've got a lot of seven-figure real estate investors. So we've come together and said, hey, what are the right words? And collaborated on that. And then I just built the team. Mm-hmm. So it's taken all the mystery out of it. It surprises me. 40 to 50% are hangups. I didn't realize that. So they're seeing a piece of marketing or they're receiving a text or something. And then they call. But then once they hear a human being on the other end of the phone, then they just hang up. Yeah, believe it or not. And it depends on the type of marketing. So uh-huh. it depends on whether it's a letter, whether it's a postcard, a package, et cetera. And it'll range anywhere from about 20% to 50%. What's 20 versus 50? What piece of marketing? If you're sending a message specifically about buying the house, mm-hmm. so it's like, dear Mark, I'm interested in purchasing your property. Here's a picture of it, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to find fewer disconnects. Mm-hmm. If you're sending more of a blind copy, which is probably the best performing piece, blind copy means we're not sending a message directly about buying the house. It's a Dan Kennedy kind of approach. It's a two-step marketing piece. That's going to get a higher percentage of hangups. What would be a blind copy message? Blind copies, some of your people have probably seen if they are talking to sellers, there's a postcard called third notice or expiration notice. I hate hate this thing. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those out there, that will get a much higher response on hangups. By the way, that's the best producing piece if you've got a phone team, believe it or not. I can see that. But you're tricking people. Yeah, it is. We don't send a ton of them out. We used to. That actually was invented from a wholesaler in South Florida. The one that we like the best, it's a handwritten Google Street View looking letter that goes in in a live envelope. It's super personable. That's been amazing. In the Google Street View of the subject property, right? So it's like you've been there taking the picture. So I've received those too. I like those. If I was ever looking to sell, then perhaps that would be the one. I would respond to. Okay. Your personal focus now, what percent is on REI vault versus private lending and versus wholesaling? Yeah, that's a great question. I have a COO that runs an integrator that runs most of my REI vault business. So 40 to 50% of my personal time doing business is still on REI vault. And then I would say 40 to 50% of my time is on real estate. And then on the real estate side, I do a ton of lending, but lending is actually super easy because I've got brokers that are finding deals for me and I'm usually funding them. So it's not a ton of work. I do in terms of wholesaling on the real estate purchasing, especially in this particular market, I do about 80% of my deals that are wholesale flips because I'm in and out of them and I'm cherry picking some of them. And about 20% of those I'm cherry picking and I'm usually picking them up creatively. I'll turn those into VRBO type of properties or I do another process where I'm getting long-term financing from the seller in some cases. So that's a total of about 20%. But most of my business on the real estate side 
where I'm actually doing houses is wholesaling 80%, mm -hmm. 20%, and then ton of lending. Yep. In fact, I'm doing about a million dollars worth of loans, literally right after we get off this call, I'm looking at the packages to fund two loans. Lending versus wholesaling, you're spending more active time wholesaling. What percent of your profit comes from lending versus wholesaling in a calendar year? Well, I've got cash now, cash flow, and cash later. <laughs> Most of my time is focused on what I personally like is mailbox money because it's yep. the easiest. So wholesaling, part of it is a lot of people, I'm test, I'm practicing what I preach. And up until a couple of years ago, I didn't even know what wholesaling was. I started this business where I was basically buying luxury homes. I was negotiating with banks. So back in 2004 to 2007, I was doing a ton of short sell deals. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I was the only game in town and realtors didn't even know what a short sell was. So I was doing that up and down the peninsula in California. And so it was all creative, right? So wholesaling was more 2013 when I saw the market. There's no deal flow. And if you could control the deal flow, the cash buyers were out there. So anything that needed cash, I unloaded. I don't like holding properties. I'm in California, so it's super hard to cash flow a property. So that's I learned wholesaling. It's super easy. I got one sales acquisition manager in each market and a couple of phone sales ninjas that are actually talking to sellers. So there's not a lot for me to do in that business. Mm -hmm. And we have a pretty specific way that we'll interact with the seller because I'm always making multiple offers to the seller. So we'll make them a cash offer. And if they're flexible on payment terms, then I usually get involved. And I do about 20% of those types of deals. And those are the ones, by the way, I love because those are all cash flow for me, typically. Not a lot of work. With typical lending terms, what are your typical lending terms? In California, 9 or 10% is what I'm typically getting. I'm doing only California, Joe, when I lend. It's pretty easy. Typical lending rates right now are 10%, probably similar to other parts of the country. This stage of real estate has been going for a long, long time. And in California, it's been going nuts. So I keep the loan to value super low. So I'm usually lending 35 or 40% LTV. Combined loan to LTV, I'm only doing first position. So I'm taking a lower interest rate for better product in my own business. And any points at closing that's typical? Most of the deals I'm doing, I'm actually getting from brokers. So they're usually getting the points and junk fees and things like that. So I'm not a broker. So I'm not brokering the deal. I'm actually just lending the money. What paperwork do you need in order to just lend the money? You need a note and a deed of trust, typically what you want. If you're lending money, typically in California, you really always want to go through a licensed broker. So the brokers are going to have to have California license, et cetera. But for me, what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a promissory note and a deed of trust and title insurance and homeowner's insurance and a lender's policy and all the typical stuff. What's your best real estate investing advice ever? Best advice ever? is people buy and sell to people that they like, trust, and respect. And it's a conversation. And I found that I love talking to sellers and especially competing because I usually win because sellers are not just about money. They'll tell you it's about money, but in reality, it's not. So there's a personal relationship. So people buy, people sell to people that they like, trust, and respect. So whoever I'm working with, whether it's a seller, it's speak straight, talk straight, that's probably the best. From a sales perspective, talking to sellers, and then I would also say, 
the real estate game is about persistence and tenacity. And I see a lot of people in my sphere that haven't been doing real estate for super long, but they're three feet from gold. They're so close. And persistence and tenacity is super important. A lot of people getting that first deal across the goal line is the hardest part mm-hmm. in making it real. And everybody's been there. The next thing I would say is be involved in a mastermind group. That's been huge for me. I've been involved in three. Which ones? CG is awesome. The Collective Genius with Jason Medley is Isn't awesome. Is that out of Arizona? No, he oh. is out of Florida. He's okay. been going for a long time. I think they have about 140 people, all seven-figure investors. Kent Clothier's got a great one called Boardroom. There's a few others. Boardroom's awesome, billionaire boardroom. But being involved with peers is really super important. It's super motivating. Every time I go to a mastermind, I'm learning. I'll usually walk away with two or three nuggets that I know will easily make me six figures. What's one of them that you've come across recently? Data stacking. So cold calling is huge right now. So in this particular market, it's getting more competitive for going direct to the seller. So direct mail, Facebook, pay-per-click. You got a lot of people, especially people who are coming out of seminars, and the hedge funds are starting to move in to off-market marketing. Mm -hmm. And cold calling, I found that from probably nine months ago from a few guys at a mastermind and showed me how they're actually getting phone numbers Mm -hmm. and then their true results. So we put that to work. It was huge. You can get phone numbers through what databases? Is that the best way or is there another way? Yep. But the question is what databases? (laughs) IMI is an awesome one. Okay. So IMI is, is a great one. TransUnion used to have, a lot of people were using, but usually you can take a good mailing list and be able to get three or four or five really good phone numbers. And it's typically not that expensive. It could be 25 to 50 cents per success. And that's huge. So what we've found is it costs, I'll give you the math. It's about 170 to 190 bucks for a qualified seller who puts up their hand and says, yes, is what we have found in the couple of markets that I'm in right now. So you got a good phone person, it's dialing for dollars and it costs about 170 to 180 bucks. Sold. Um, Sign yeah. Me up. It's, yeah. It's, that's yeah. That, and so that was, that was a huge nugget. I never thought cold calling was a great approach and it is. Mm-hmm. When you said data stacking, what were you referring to exactly? Data stacking is, is kind of a hot trend. A lot of the masterminds are talking about that right now. It's basically when you're getting a really good mailing list, a motivated list of potential sellers. So that's the first technique of where to go to get the names and addresses of your 10 to 20,000 highest candidates that would be interested in selling the property. And then that's going to be from one series of data sources or databases, as you mentioned. And then the second is you got to take that and data stack it, which is now getting phone numbers. And usually you're having to do that to two or three different providers. So a lot of people are saying, hey, what's the process and where do I go and mimic that? And that was a huge nugget. We're actually replicating that right now so that we can offer that to some of our REI Vault members and offering cold calling as the capability. That's new. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile 
a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net. All right, best ever most recent book that you've read? Most recent book. Or a recent. doesn't have to be the most recent, but a recent book that you've read. I just reread Good to Great for probably the fourth time, so that's probably one of my favorites. Three Feet from Gold is another one. That's been out for a while. That's a Napoleon Hill Foundation book. Greg Reed, that was awesome. In fact, I think I bought three or 400 of those books. And then the third would be Traction. We're a huge Traction fan by Gina Wickman. That's actually been a life changer for us, by the way, is Traction. They've got, a, for real estate investors, a really good business management model for growing a staff. Best ever deal you've done that you have not talked about yet on our show? Well, I'm living in one. I'm living actually one of the best deals was a seller that called to be asked to be taken off the mail. And I ended up picking up that property and living it today. That was an interesting, creative deal. I bought with a quarter of a million dollars of equity in it. And then another one was a seller. They, well, that, let's just talk about that one. They called to be asked off the mail. Someone called back and what happened? So my wife and I were actually searching a very small area in a town that we wanted to live in. So I was marketing to about 120 properties. And I figured out how to get almost 100% response rate. I'm not going to share the secret exactly, but I got a 100% response rate. I ended up getting one of the callers. She called and asked to be removed from the mail. Every one of those we call back. I called her personally, had a nice dialogue. It turned out that the family, my wife, actually was in a group with her, and she didn't even know it, and ended up having that conversation. We sent her a couple of our follow-up letters. And the third one, she called back and said, hey, are you still interested in buying my property? I'm now ready to sell. So it went from somebody that wanted to be removed because she didn't know us to turning it into a property that we ended up purchasing. And we still live in that house. That was 2010. What's a mistake you've made on a transaction? Oh my gosh, what mistake haven't I made? I don't like rehabbing. So I'm much better on the front end. And I ended up buying a property and I had to rehab it three times. I ended up getting broken into. This is actually a property in Southern California. It was probably the worst. I still ended up making money, but I realized years ago, I really don't like rehabbing. Best ever way you like to give back? Gosh, where do I not like to give back? I love going to San Francisco and bringing my kids. And there's a group called City Impact and the Richmond Rescue Mission in Richmond, California. It's probably one of the best things that I've ever done with my family. We do it Christmas and Thanksgiving and go and deal with the homeless and just love on them. And we try to do that every year. So rather than focusing on our own present sharing, it's always great to go and give to others. And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you or learn more about your company? Yeah. REI Vault 
reivault.com is probably the best place to go. reivault.com walks through exactly what we do. And this is a membership model. So if somebody's interested, they can fill out an application. We'll jump on a phone call, share what we have, see if there's a fit. And if it's a great fit, then we can make a decision together to work together. You do large apartment buildings? I did. And I'm totally focusing on single family right now. The last apartment I was in and out of was in Sacramento, California. I'm talking about for REI Vault. Oh, yeah. You know, Joe, probably 95% of our members are doing single family. So we're much better at single family than we are apartments. We have a few people that are targeting apartments, but we found, as an example, direct mail is not necessarily the best way for finding apartments. It's usually referrals and bird dogs. Well, Gary, thank you so much for being on the show, talking about REI Vault, talking about your experience as a lender, as a wholesaler, and giving some tips for best ever listeners who are doing direct mail and having those phone calls. If they want to scale their business, well, one, they could work with you all. But if for whatever reason they don't, then have sharp, knowledgeable, and friendly in-house sale team members. And then when those hangups do take place, call them immediately back within 15 minutes or within 15 minutes and say, just got a missed call from you. Are you calling about? And then ask them. That way you get them to start saying yes. And then you can continue the conversation from there. So thank you so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net.